Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. I don't want to alarm anybody, but Odell Beckham Jr., as you are listening to this podcast, he's super not a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. But it feels like it's been a little while since we've done a podcast where, I don't know, the Chiefs cut both of their starting tackles while we were recording the podcast, or that they traded for for, uh, Orlando Brown Jr., Mm -hmm. the other OBJ. Like... I don't know, an hour after that, that podcast went up, I think. I think. I think it was literally as our fingers hit some buttons oh. to stop recording. Did did it all, like, come come down. Uh, I'm Joshua Briscoe. That was the voice of Nate Taylor. Seth Kaiser will say something now. Right, Seth? Hi. Thank goodness. And uh, we've got Raider Week, everybody. And also plenty of things to talk about in this week that's led up to this point. And Seth did get all the way through that pesky Patrick Mahomes film review and had a takeaway from that that I think you're going to want to hear us all talk about. Uh, how are you guys doing right now? I, I We chatted a little bit before we hit record, but, you know, there's not like a, a hard lead in on, on today's show. Do you want to talk about Halloween candy again or let Nate explain <laughs> what he's been working on leading up to the start of this show? Look, I've I've just, uh, you know, I've actually crunched some numbers that are not in the Nate Taylor department of The Athletic, which I think is a good thing for our subscribers and listeners. Um, Look, I'm not going to bring up candy. Uh, These things are, you know, calendar based. Sure. Now, I will say. We're in range for me to have pecan pie whenever i want Ooh, and it's it's a glorious time there's a bakery just a short drive away from where i live um and have i thought about it every day this week (laughs) you're you you of course know that that has occurred um i don't know if people want to elaborate on where they feel about certain uh harvest pie season but yeah um pecan pie is a i mean it's it's near and dear to my heart it's what i it's just what i'm always going to um you know gravitate towards 
Seth, have you been tempted by any of these sweet, sweet desires? <laughs> Jeepers. Um, <laughs> I meant li- it's literally sweet. It's got sugar. In- stuff indeed. In it. Indeed. I, so my wife actually, for our anniversary a couple days, days ago, mm-hmm. um, November 9th, years. Four- Unbelievable. Shout out four- to you guys. I mean, what a. What a what an example mm-hmm. for all of us. Um, yes, I mean all the great Met, hairs, all the all hey. the memories of the you know the the war. The war. <laughs> Nate, I am not that much older than you. Well, no, fourteen years. You know the um, first. You know when the she, grandkids started coming. I mean, just you guys. You know it, that's the thing. Tucker, our oldest son now is uh, is three years younger than Jazz was when she had her first kid. And that's a mood. She said to me the other night, she's like, you know what? I think I'm ready. I'm ready for like, you know, that cycle to start. Like having, having like grandkids. And I was like, what? Come again. I was like, so you're cool. (laughs) Like with being called grandma. She was like, sure. You know, my mom was, was, was your age when, when I had Tucker and I was like, wait, wait. Or not, it was like, wait a minute. That's true. And that also occurred to me. I'm a year younger than my father-in-law was when I met Jazz. And he seemed like such an adult. But anyway, oh my goodness. Jazz doesn't listen to the show for, you know, obvious reasons. But yeah, um, yeah 14 years. You. And <laughs> and I often tell people that I've been right about three things in my life. Um, two of them were Jesus and Patrick Mahomes in no particular <laughs> order. Mm. Um, that, no, there is an order there. I, I don't want to get struck by lightning mid-podcast. That'd be embarrassing. I mean, um, look, but- lots of people have questions about Jesus still. I think most people are on board with Mahomes. <laughs> Um, this year's been tough. Yeah, that's though. my next Chief in the North article. It's going to be like a 5,000 word with video clips defending Jesus. Anyway. So, hold on. So, I mean, Mahomes had obviously two not very good games against the Titans and the Giants. We'll get to the Packers game in a little bit. But could, should we? Should the title of this episode be like Patrick Mahomes due to resurrect and a primetime matchup with Raiders? Should we really lean into the biblical metaphors or does that scare you, a, a man of God? Uh, you know what? I'm always comfortable leaning into biblical metaphors. It's one of the few things that I am that I can go heavy on. But all I was going to say is the the third thing that I was right about was the was the woman I married who is just um you well you guys have met her she's much much too good for me um I I don't deserve her and so you'll never hear this but happy anniversary there jazz and so anyway part of the the reason I brought that up because we talked about sweets for our anniversary I said I wanted something sweet so she made a type of brownie that it is on the bottom it's a chocolate chip cookie, and then there's a layer of Oreos, and then on the top is brownie. Mm. And it's it's exactly what you'd expect. Baked Oreos get very soft. Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. Okay. I don't even want to do the podcast until I can eat that. (laughs) Like, I'm going to have a hard time focusing, I think. It's on we, anything else. And then what you do is you 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 obviously, you know, once it's done, you either eat it warm or, you know, you put it in the microwave. Then you put some vanilla ice cream on top. Yep. And you, put ca- you put caramel drizzle on it. And Josh, in your case, then you die. Yeah, um, I just got second diabetes. 
<laughs> you just became the first case of type three diabetes. Yeah, yeah, damn it, that was my next joke. That really makes me mad. I was gonna say, I, you know, I have type one. Lots of people have type two, but I actually think that I might be developing can, type three. Damn it! Can he ascend to another level? <laughs> you know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna try to beat my high score of having a blood sugar of nine hundred and twenty-eight, but I think I might just have a whole pan of those and see where it gets me. Let go and let God, as they say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel and my blood yeah. sugar. Let's find out if you're right about Jesus. I'm going to eat a whole pan of those brownies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Seth, now, I mean, I haven't read this piece, but obviously the Chiefs only scored 13 points. So Patrick Mahomes, his third bad game in a row. Um, I'm not sure if he's ever going to get off the schneid. I know it's tough. Um, and that basically was the description of the game <laughs> by and large. From the from like the national narrative, right? It was a lot of. I well, thought you were gonna say that was what you wrote, and that's why it's the unlocked. The national oh, narrative, but that's but that's really um that's really how a lot of people talked about the game, yeah. and. So one of the reasons why I do what I do is because of narratives and because I realized the more I started watching games closely, like when I first started writing about the Chiefs for SB Nation, like over a decade ago now, I mostly would just kind of do like fun fan commentary type stuff because that's what I really enjoy doing, just mm -hmm. kind of goofing around. And then, but like the more I got into it, because I always wanted to be accurate and then the more I started really looking at things, the more I saw how often stuff that I thought was true just wasn't. Right. Especially when it surrounds quarterback play. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I would say is when people start watching a game with a narrative in mind, you know, the express, you know, whatever you look for, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. Um, and that same is true of football. And that is what happened against Green Bay is people went in there knowing that Mahomes had struggled the two previous games, knowing he had struggled with specific things like not taking what the defense gave him and pocket presence specifically. Right. And then, I mean, relatively early in the game, he doesn't throw to a wide open Travis Kelsey. Right. And then that was it. Right. That was it for a lot of people. Well, my job is to see what really happened. And when I went back and I, I charted every snap to this game, you know, and charting the things that I chart, you know, accurate versus inaccurate passes, plays where he made multiple reads, um, plays and yards created, potential interceptions, drops, how many times was he flushed out of the pocket, you know, that type of stuff. The stuff that actually gauges quarterback play. What I found was he actually played really well. And that doesn't seem right. They only scored 13 points. And exactly. It doesn't seem right. And so then the question becomes, well, why? Mm -hmm. Why did they only score 13 points? And so this week with this particular article, in addition to breaking down every snap by Mahomes, I also broke down all eight of their failed drives. Eight failed drives. That's a buttload of failed drives, right? I mean, that's sad and pathetic. Mm -hmm. Obviously, something went wrong. But what we have to do, anytime you give an affirmative statement, an important thing to do sometimes is ask yourself, what assumptions underlie the position that I'm taking right now. And this is kind of like a, a like almost like a critical thinking 101 thing as well. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the this could be true. You can use this in all aspects of your life, in your marriage, in religion, and politics, and all the other fun things people love to talk about. You need to ask yourself, what am I assuming? And so if you say, and Josh, you're obviously setting up straw men to be knocked down, and I appreciate that, but a lot of people don't view that as a straw man. It's very generous it's like, of you to assume that, by the way. <laughs> um, so this idea that well they only scored 13 points 
Obviously, Mahomes played bad. The assumption, so you have to step back and ask, am I making any assumptions in this that I have not proven? And the assumption there is that the only way an offense can struggle is if the quarterback plays bad. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. That's often true. But that does not mean it is always true. And you have to understand that the assumption that like things like drops and failed routes by receivers, things like that, the assumption that those things even out over time for all quarterbacks, you have to ask yourself, well, over what period of time? Mm. And over the course of one game, those things absolutely do not even themselves out. And that's why statistical analysis of quarterbacks of individual games is interesting, but uh, to steal a quote from Community, it's profound but technically meaningless, <laughs> um, which is one of my favorite quotes of all That's time. Really I used good. it during a closing once. I said profound but technically meaningless, and I, I just felt so cool. It was great. You you could not have possibly cited your source on that, right? You just said it as if no, it was your no, own thought. No. Okay. Mr. Kaiser, where did you hear that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's this as, show that's really As meta. was delivered in a popular network comedy television show. Yeah. really sort of takes the air out of your... Of that backup. So, uh, so you you asked the question. I don't. I'm sorry if I skip if I skip far down here, and I I have actually read the story, Seth. And, and I don't I don't need you Aww. to go drive by drive because people should go read about that. And also, it would take a long time. It took you a long time to write it all. Um, but you know that if you say, hey, that that question of okay, so you've you've set up that it's not just Patrick Mahomes playing bad. And that's what they scored 13 points. But the question of why did they score 13 points? I think is an incredibly interesting one that you basically have an answer for. Right. And so what I did is I went through each drive and looked at what the important plays were that led to those drives failing. And that was actually kind of easier than you'd think on some of them because they had multiple three and outs. Yep. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening on some of those drives is just, it was a number of unrelated things. I couldn't find a pattern in there. Like I couldn't find any one thing other than maybe you just have, you know, maybe a bit of a talent issue outside of Hill and Kelsey. And even Hill and Kelsey, there was one drive that ended because on back-to-back plays, Kelsey dropped what should have been a 15- to 20-yard gain, and then Hill fell down on his route. Mm-hmm. And that just ended it. But their first failed drive, and here's an example, and I won't go through every drive here, but their first failed drive, they're facing third and short. Mahomes gets to the back of a three-step drop out of shotgun, and he hits Jarek McKinnon in the flat, and the Chiefs are running a little bit of a rub route there to yep. slow down the linebacker. So this is a couple things here. One, this was Mahomes taking what the defense gave him, something people were claiming he didn't do. By the way, go back and watch the Packers game, and then tell me he wasn't taking what the defense gave him. He was checking down constantly all game. And that was one of the things that made me think, maybe the analysis here isn't so good. Well, Well, yeah, but he passed up Kelsey. Yes, he did. That's one play out of like 50. What else you got? And that's the thing. We can't utilize one play as evidence of an overarching theme unless the overarching theme actually occurred. And that's something that drives me nuts. A lot of people will take one play and say, this is definitive proof. But what one play should do is be an example of something that occurred over the course of time. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. I just wanted to make <laughs> long sure. Pause. That I'm was a long pause. Like, oh, crap. I, I got too ranty. It didn't make sense. So on this play, he hits Jarek McKinnon. Um, out of the flat, right in stride, where he's got a few steps before the safety closes in. And he just, or maybe it's the linebacker, and he just can't break the tackle. He's one-on-one in space. The, 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 the defender has a decent angle and makes a nice tackle. Sometimes they would just make good plays. 
But that is not on Mahomes. Mahomes made the correct play there. So that's one example. You can talk about the, you know, well, he shouldn't have, he should have thrown to Kelsey on, on first down. Well, on second down, he hit Kelsey in a similar part of the field with room to run, and Kelsey just dropped it. So no, that didn't end the drive. The drop and then Tyreek Hill falling down ended the drive. On the third drive, Derek Gore should have just followed Humphrey and Trey Smith, but he didn't. And yep. so... That drive ends too. And you just have a bunch of things uh, like M- this. M- McColl dropped a third and two completion. Oh, yeah. That was the the seventh failed drive. McColl Hardman on third down. Perfect read. Took exactly what the defense gave him. Hit him in stride. And it didn't happen. He just he just dropped it. But, I mean, you, you've you also got um, Travis Kelsey, the previous drive. He dropped one on third down. A timing throw that he's caught a million times. And that's how that happens. And so what people want to immediately do, because they walk in with preconceived notions and they want those preconceived notions to be right, they'll immediately say, no, you're just making excuses. And what I my response is, no, I'm providing an explanation as to why there's a disconnect between how Mahomes played and how many points we scored. And this whole conversation started with, well, how could that happen? And I'm answering the how could that happen? And now that I'm answering it, you're saying I'm making excuses. And that's what Twitter has done to me today which has been super fun. But the reality is that sometimes weird stuff happens. And that's kind of what happened against Green Bay. I'm firmly convinced if they replayed that game and had every play go completely the same, except the players made the plays they normally make, I think the Chiefs score like 38 points that game. Hmm. What do you think, Nate? I think that, I, I think it's super interesting. Yeah. Again, people should go read the story as well. Yeah, so we mentioned you mentioned Tyreek Slippin'. Travis dropping, McCole dropping, uh, Jarrett McKinnon. Um, let's not Darryl Williams at the goal line got let, lit up. And let's not forget Darryl Williams was the one who was at least penalized in the in the box score for false starting. Oh. Um, Andrew Wiley again had a third and five. That was <laughs> yeah. you know false start that you know could have made things worse. It, it, I mean, it did. It made it third and ten, and Mahomes sort of Mahomes and and uh, Tyreek sort of rose to the occasion. But, like, mm-hmm. did I just list more than half of the 11 men who could possibly be on the field at the, at the same time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and so here we are. And, hey, do you look, Mahomes followed his best throw of the game, which I believe was the uh, completion in the intermediate part of the field to Travis Kelsey uh, late in the second quarter with a, whoo, that should have been an interception. But, hey, it led to three points and was a large difference in how the game was played in the second half. So it's it's a combination of all these things, and it sort of explains, like, A, how good most of the 11 men on the field have to be at the same time, uh, but it also tells you that, like, sometimes if the defense doesn't make a simple mistake, like, you can still be competitive and or good, or if you don't miss tackles, or if you, you know, force the offense to execute over and over and over and over again. Hey, maybe there'll be a mistake in in there. (laughs) Okay. But here I, the voice of the fan, I want to be mad at somebody for the offense only scoring 13 points after two games where it looked genuinely not very good. Mm -hmm. And also I want to be optimistic and believe that they're going to put up 30 against the, uh, the Raiders, even though they've only put up 30 points, uh, they, they they haven't put up 30 points since the Washington game. So one of you, answer that for me, Seth. Who should I, I be you. mad at and why should I be optimistic? 
Um, well, you should be uh, mad it's, it's at. Called, it's called. It's called the Raiders secondary. That that's why yeah. should be out. It's a <laughs> that that pass rush freaks me out a little bit. We'll see. Hey, hey um, I didn't no, say. It, I didn't say pass rush. I said secondary. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Rimmers uh, and Lucas Niang, neither of them have practiced this week yet, right? Right. Correct. So um, that'll be a thing. Um, yeah. but you know who asked Kyle Long? It's too late for him to come back, but that's okay. Um. We're, we're just gonna not just activated gonna yet. He, but, I, no, I know. I, I, this yeah. is no, no. This is all stuff that we I, I should have like had written down somewhere, and I'm going like, oh yeah, there's lots of injury stuff. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Kyle Long have both practiced, but neither of them are on the active roster, um, and neither Mike Rimmers nor Lucas Niang have practiced yet. Right? Um, did you and, see? Because I mean, we don't have the report yet from today, Nate. But didn't did didn't we get the no go on both of them today? Yes. Yes. Okay. We did. Correct. I. And I don't think they would like just activate Kyle Long out of nowhere right before the game. I mean, right. that'd be hilarious. But I don't even know how all that works. The, I mean, again, that would be hilarious. I mean, <laughs> but and and I do think if Kyle Long got <laughs> you healthy, keep saying I think, hilarious so you don't accidentally say because Andrew Wiley scares you. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Wiley yeah. did all right against the Packers. The thing is, the Packers pass rushers win largely with power. They're not like speed guys. Yep. And that's one reason why I think the Chiefs offensive line looks so good against them because we yeah. talked about this earlier in the week. You're not you're, you're not using your stupid power pass rush move on Orlando Brown. You're just not. Right. Like, you can, but if Miles Garrett couldn't do it, I don't think you're going to. Like, nobody bull rushes that guy. It just doesn't happen because he is a mountain of a human. And Wiley does better against that also um, than he does against speed. So if you want to be mad at someone for Sunday's game, I would be mad. So if you want, So if you want to be mad at someone about the Titans game, be mad at Patrick Mahomes. He played like crap. So this isn't me just like, oh, I'll make excuses. You want to be mad at someone in the Giants game? Be mad at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs receivers who just were not mostly getting open. And Mahomes, again, did not play well. The Green Bay game, I would be mad. If I had to pick people, I'd be mad at McCole Hardman, the running backs, and kind of Travis Kelsey. Which is a weird dude to be mad at, by the way. I can I can make two out of those three happen, so that's good enough for me. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I can't I can't bring myself to be mad at Travis Kelsey because he's clearly playing hurt and is being an absolute warrior about it. Um and I would say to give you hope is Travis Kelsey has he also made some really good plays against the Packers. Yep. He is still Travis Kelsey. And the odds of that many people failing at just really important plays, I don't think it's that high. So I, I I think the offense played much better against Green Bay than it did against Tennessee or the Giants, and you just had a little bit of weirdness happen. Yeah, and I, I will say that um, earlier today on Thursday, Eric Bieniemy did acknowledge that, hey, when we absolutely needed a four-minute drive, we got a four-minute drive where the offensive line, outside of Andrew Wiley, didn't make a major mistake. Um, McCole Hardman caught the ball, ran for put his shoulder down, got the first down, I believe. Uh, the coaching staff did a very good job scheming up something in the middle of the field. They sort of, yes, ladies and gentlemen, they came back to it. They schemed something up in the middle of the field to get Travis Kelsey open in the intermediate zone for, I believe, a 22-yard gain. Mm -hmm. And then your quarterback did what your quarterback is known to do, which is um, even when it doesn't feel like you have an advantage, he gives you one with the third down completion to seal the victory. So, you know, everything that occurred, yes, led to 13 points, but uh, I do think Eric Bidemi was right in saying that's what they have to build on 
against the Raiders is, hey, when we when we had to have it, we we did our job. Now let's carry that and be more consistent over the 60 minutes we'll get against the Las Vegas Raiders. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's talk about the Raiders. Let's do it. Um, the Raiders. I, Sorry. I know, no, go ahead. Hit me with your best um, John Facenda impression, please, Seth. The Raiders. That's not really what I, you know, that'll do. I mean, it wasn't that. John Facenda is uh, NFL Films, The Autumn Wind is a Raider. That, that's, oh, that's, no, I yes. thought, you know what? I was thinking of Chris Berman. That's what you were doing. Yes, you were yes. doing the Chris Berman Raiders. And it's okay. I asked for Can I do a little, little Al Davis? Sure. <laughs> So this is Welcome to Times Are is hosted by Al Davis, Chris Berman, and John Facenda. Uh, the quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. Oh, gosh. Um, Nate, I know you have a stat. I want to talk about the Raiders game. I have a stat that I, Seth has already retweeted, so I know he knows about it. Um, tell, tell me your, your stat to change the world here, Nate. Okay, just something to keep in mind. If the Chiefs can hold up in terms of the Raiders' pass rush, 
there might be openings for this secondary. Which means I did some crunching, some digging, some, hmm, this seems like a trend because I watch these games, you know, a couple times. And I'm like, oh, I just, you know, I just, uh, I just haven't seen what I used to see. So in 2020, ladies and gentlemen, the entire 2020 season, there were 30 attempts from Patrick Mahomes in which the ball traveled 31 or more yards in the air. He completed nine of those passes, which, ladies and gentlemen, that is wildly impressive. Okay? Hit, that, hit that number again. Give me, give me that one more time. He was not Patrick Mahomes for the entire 2020 season uh-huh. was nine of 30. So one out of three, basically. When the ball traveled in the air, 31 yards or longer. Okay. okay. Six of those nine completions went for touchdowns. Okay. Nice. N- none of those 30 attempts were intercepted. Oh, man. Okay. He was playing, yet again, ladies and gentlemen, at an MVP level. Now, in the weeks of five through nine, so from the start of the Washington game to now, on passes that have traveled 31 yards or more in the air, he has attempted 10 of them. Do you want to guess how many completions Patrick Mahomes has had in that scenario? I don't I'm going to say nine because I always get this game wrong. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say nine out of ten. It's zero. Nine, nine, oh, oh, man. I don't I feel dumb. I was actually going to say one was going to be my guess. That still would have been high, huh? Now, this is through True Oof. Media. Um, and you can obviously match these statistics up with Game Pass. And, yeah, ten attempts. So, again, the too high safety thing is legitimate. It has at least influenced the Chiefs to take less deep shots. But as Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy have all said... We still need you shooters. Got to shoot, baby. Mm-hmm. But man, we out here clanking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we're at John Stark's game seven levels yet, <laughs> but we the the trend has arrived. So I think there will be a moment or two, perhaps even a third, in the Raiders game where he will attempt a pass that's probably traveling. 31 or more yards in the air. And that's what I truly consider a deep pass. Because, again, ladies and gentlemen, he was 9 of 30. I mean, I haven't looked up what every quarterback did last year, but 9 of 30 is just great for six Yeah, on, 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 genuine, on genuine deep passes, that's, yes. that's incredible. 31 or more yards in the air. Now, you're asking, why is it 31, Nate? Because there's you know, the way true media does it is there's a 26 to 30 and then the 31 to 35 and i was just like give me 31 to to the end of the the moon to 69 to the field basically (laughs) um so there's gonna probably be a moment or two and you know what i asked mahomes is what will it do if you just connect on one and he gave i thought an intelligent answer when he said obviously it'll help us it'll get us going like whoo i would love to have a pass be completed for 31 or more yards um and then he's like, even if we don't hit it, it still makes the defense know we're trying. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to give in that much. To Seth's point earlier, yes, I'm going to take these checkdowns. Fellas, just catch the ball. And if I get a shot, I need to still take it. And so that that's sort of me advancing the overall thought process this week of Travis Kelsey was wide open. 
open. But I have to let the defense know if a guy's running in a one-on-one situation, I got to put that ball up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's weird for me to think about how the deep passing was a principle of the Chiefs offense since Mahomes arrived to now they haven't completed a pass for more than a month that's been thrown 31 or more yards in the year. It's just, it's somewhat shocking, um, but they need to keep trying to see if they can connect on those type of plays. Uh, here's here's a different stat that's just specifically about this game here to, uh, coming up this weekend. Um, this is tweeted out by Brian Burke of ESPN. Uh, it's one of the. In fact, I'll just I'll retweet it right now so you can all you can all see it. The Chiefs right now look like they have by this stat. I'm eyeballing it here about a 35 ish, maybe maybe mm-hmm. close to 40 ish percent chance to make the playoffs if they lose to the Raiders on Sunday. Probably a little closer to 30. And if they win against the Raiders, they jump up to like 60, which is a 28 percent swing if they win or lose this game which is basically the same for the Raiders as well. Yes. This game is enormous for both of these two teams. Whoever wins this game is going to have a a 30% better chance to make the playoffs than the team that loses it, which is, and I'm not going to even pretend to know all of the math that goes into this playoff probability leverage stat, but this is a big deal game. Maybe the Maybe the most important Chiefs Raiders game in a, I mean, in a minute, and it's and this is happening mid season. This isn't this isn't a week sixteen matchup. This is this is a big deal now. Yes, they, this is one they they really kind of got to win in the same sense. I mean, in, in as much as you got to win a game at this point, right? You know, there's no such thing as a must win until you're on the brink of playoff elimination or in the playoffs. But man, six and four is just so different from five and five. Mm. And that feels like a really dumbly obvious thing to say. <laughs> but doesn't it feel just true, like just how different things feel? And then and then you go into the Cowboys game with at least, against a really good Cowboys team, with at least a tiny bit of room for error, right? It's like, okay, if we lose the Cowboys, it's not the end of the world. But if you lose against the Raiders, then if you lose the Cowboys, it is the end of the world. Like you're yeah. just like, well, we got to win out to even have a chance, and even then we probably won't make it. Like, that's the point. They're on the brink of that, right? To where they get to that point to where even if they win out, they don't have much of it. They, they they don't have a great chance. Like, right now, if they win out, they've got a great chance of making the playoffs and maybe even the one seed, right? Mm-hmm. Lose two more games, you might not make the playoffs at all. And even if you win out. And so it's it's a very... Uh, all right, so wh- how are you guys feeling right now um, vis-a-vis Chiefs Raiders? Obviously, it's an important game. Nate, you've you've looked at the Raiders secondary with, with most of your focus here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have not written down or, or said out loud any sort of score prediction at this point. I I don't know. I, I'll let you guys go first. Um, this is the first of me putting out a prediction, and it's coming out of my brain right now. Um... <laughs> Chiefs 26, Raiders 20? Um, There are real concerns with the Raiders offense just as much as the, the Chiefs offense. Like, let's not... Uh, they just lost to the Giants. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going through their own sort of issues. Um, can the Raiders run the ball? Um, which is a question that I didn't come into the season expecting to really ask in that particular manner. But, by the way, Chiefs 
run defense admirable over the last three games. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a first round pick. That shouldn't be a problem. So uh, can't get through one show, can you? <laughs> I made it. It was a joke about another team. I wasn't, you know. Yep. You can't mm-hmm. do it. Yep. If but- it's at the Raiders' expense, is it not a freebie? Yeah, I mean, Chiefs. I Chiefs, like Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a great running back. Chiefs twenty six, Raiders twenty is my is my guess as of right now. And again, don't please, please, ladies and gentlemen, do not take my predictions to your gambling exploits. Just don't. I literally was opening to try to find the over under right now because I have to. I bet it's higher than that, but I don't. I don't hate your your prediction. Over-under is 52. Mm. Man, they're so good at setting over-unders. So good. So good. You know, I, or, or I thought they I thought they basically did in the Bills game, and I think <laughs> they ended up nailing that one also. Yeah, yeah I know, jerks. Over-under um, was 57. That game had 58 total points. Those mother bleepers. What are we doing? Yeah, no, Vegas, there's a reason why, honestly, you should just watch Vegas odds to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Because... I think the Chiefs are going to win this game by two and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... I, I, I mean, I've got to stay consistent with my brand here. The Chiefs offense has been kind of three weeks in a row. I think this is it. I think this is the get right week where some of the plays they almost made against the Packers get made. And I think we're going to go with 34 24 Chiefs. It would be really funny if I'd pause it and been like, Raiders. <laughs> <sighs> I guess I'll say like 27 24. Chiefs, I guess. You are not comfortable with this game. No, I am not at all. Because I think that, you know what really is bleeping me up? is is This is the second week in a row where I was like pretty sure I was going to go ahead and just pick against the Chiefs. Finally. And then Aaron Rodgers got COVID and then the Raiders lost to the Giants. Yep. And so I just don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I know anything, anything about yeah. football this year. The Buccaneers <laughs> are good. That's, I had to, and, the, and I was going to say the Jags stink, but I don't even know that. Uh, the Lions go to Pittsburgh this week. Tell me how surprised you would be if the Lions won that game out of nowhere. I wouldn't be. I, I don't pick, know. I, I don't look, know anything. Look, man, I, I'm picking the Colts in my survivor pool, and I'm I'm riding on the hopes of Carson Wentz not not doing Frank Wright dirty, or not going to be with the birth with his wife for the birth of their child, which is due on that Sunday. Again, <laughs> again, these. These it's it's what are we in week ten now, man? Survivor starts getting this is when this is when it separates. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm relying on Carson Wentz. Tampa's at Washington. Jags. Tampa's at Washington this week, and that is clearly like the game of the week. You can go like, well, that, at least that one's a lock. And I Washington already, was the team that gave the Tampa that. Oh no, I know, I understand that. <laughs> but but Washington was the team that gave Tampa their biggest scare in the playoffs last year, right? Yep. With Taylor Heineke. Yep. I, we don't know anything. Enjoy the but, game on Sunday, everybody. Let's end Go it with it. let's end it Please. with this, okay? Please. Get us out of here. Anytime we've mentioned the Raiders, I'm sure there's a segment of our listeners uh, who have thought, "Well, I'm not really worried about you know uh, Derek Carr 
and I don't know their coach's name now because Gruden's not there. And oh wow, oh, all, the that, all, the thi- all the things that all the all the things that happened, obviously, uh, with their former first round receiver is just tragic and awful. But you know, I'm sure there's a lot of fans who thought about, hey, that Darren Waller guy is really good, right? Mm-hmm. And so here lies the question. Shout out to Rich Bisaccia. Who do you want to cover Darren Waller? Because there's an option. And you know what that option is. And you if, want it to be another option. If Dan Sorensen. No, say his name! Dan, say his if he name! Up, if he ends up. Rule set. Oh. Oh. It if the like guy good. whose jersey number is one below Willie Gay's jersey number <laughs> has to cover Darren Waller, <laughs> then go ahead, what, Seth? You can pick it up from there. Uh, by the way, that matchup oh, occurred. G- that matchup occurred several times in both meetings last year. <laughs> well, and that's part of why they. You know what? Nope, I, I nope, can't do no, this. No. <laughs> that, that's well. Just... <laughs> Don't say it. But yes, but yes, sir, ma'am. The table. Uh, who do you want to? Who who would you like to cover Darren Waller? Cause that might be the biggest question on defense this week. I mean, you just sent all of our listeners into a, a prime time Sunday night football game with all of the all of the anxiety they could possibly be asked to carry. Nate, that is that was cruel. Thanks for listening.